No, Christ is the head of the body, the church. First Corinthians 12, 12 through 27. But just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But, but as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member. That there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. This is the word of God, the people of God. Thanks be to God. O Holy Spirit, we invite you to this place. Come and Holy Spirit, touch our hearts and open our hearts and our minds so that we can hear what you want us to hear and to do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. How many of you are coffee drinker? Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Maybe you guys like this story. <laughs> a husband and his wife were preparing to have a breakfast when the wife asked, why do I always have to make the coffee? The husband answered, because you are the wife. That is your job. Mm. The wife replied, well, the Bible doesn't say it is a woman's job. And taken back to by this, the husband demands to see where in the Bible he says it is not a woman's job, but man's job. And the godly woman says, well, here it is. Hebrews. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I just wanted to make you some laugh this morning. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So starting today throughout October 9th, we will have a journey together with a new sermon series entitled, We Are the Church. Would you repeat after me? We are the church. Very good. As you know, the coronavirus pandemic has greatly impacted our individual lives and also the life of the church. Since the pandemic started, we have adopted different lifestyles, and so has the church. Live streaming is one of the things that we developed during the pandemic to be connected with one another and to have worship together as one body of Christ. For me, as a pastor of this church, the pandemic brought me a lot of hardship and challenges in my first year at Hillsdale United Methodist Church. Now I can tell you this story with a smile, but I remember how tough it was for me to start a new ministry without meeting single congregant on my first Sunday. Needless to say that preaching to a camera for months without having any congregation in the sanctuary was very, very tough. But when no one was allowed to come to church for worship services, I better understood the definition of the church with all my senses. So what is a church? Let's watch a video together. What is the church? The church is not a building with a steeple or a cross. It's not a place with stained glass or pews. In the video, I tried my best to include all of your faces in the video, but if I miss any of your face, please forgive me. It was not my intention. And then 
um, please see me after the church so that I can have your face for next week's video again. <laughs> so let me ask you, what did you hear and see from this video? And do you agree with what you heard from the video? Actually, many people understand church as a church building as English dictionary describes. If someone asks you, where is Hillsdale UMC? Then we usually say, oh, it is in 349 Hillsdale Avenue and Hillsdale, New Jersey. But let me tell you, this is not a biblical, biblical understanding of the church. As Janet read this morning from Colossians chapter 1, 18, it says, Christ is the head of the body, the church. Here, the word church is a translation of the Greek word ekklesia, which is defined as assembly or called out once. If you know and how and where the only Christians gathered for worship and fellowship, we can understand why the root meaning of the church is not a church, is not a building, but of people. So far as we know from the biblical witness, the only Christians never met in church buildings like we do. And then they never seem to have built the church buildings either. The scripture records that the only Christians met at different places to worship and have a fellowship with one another. Sometimes they met in the Jewish temple. Sometimes they met uh, in rented rooms, or sometimes they met at somebody's houses. When Paul wrote letters to the churches, he used the word church to refer to the assembly of the Christians. For example, he says in Romans chapter 16 and verse 5, greet the church, that is in their house. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19, he says, Aquila and Prisca together with the church in their house. In Colossians chapter 4 and verse 16, uh, chapter 4, verse 16, he says, Give my greetings to the brothers at Radiasia and Tunifa and the church in her house. Thus, according to the scripture, church is the assembly of the Christians, not a church building. I strongly felt this definition of the church when all of us had to do quarantine due to the coronavirus. Although we were not able to meet together in person, using technology, we were able to gather together for worship and have a fellowship together via Zoom and also via email or phone calls or text message. Not, right? <laughs> With fingers. Each one of you demonstrated the definition of the church. And our church is not a church building, but we are the church. 
Now let us consider the next question. What makes a church a church? The answer is also you can find in the scripture. The Apostle Paul articulates well what makes a church a church in his letter to the church in Corinth. Let me read the scripture for you again. For just as the body is one and has many parts, sorry, has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body. So it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Now you are the body of Christ and, and individually members of it. By using this analogy of the human body, which I think brilliant, Paul answers a theological but also ontological question. Who are the church? He says the church is the body of Christ, which is made up not of one body, but of many. As a human body has many parts with many different functions. Furthermore, he says that none of the parts has less value or meaning than the other, but all are valuable because they are organically related. When we observe our body, human body, how it functions, we are amazed. A few weeks ago, I got an infection in my third finger nail on my uh, left hand. The part that I had infection was very small, but it got swollen and it turned red and it was very, very painful. Although the spot that I got infection was very small part, like pinch, but I could not sleep very well at night because all of my body felt the pain. And another example for the body, how it functions. When we eat and whenever we do the basic things, it seems to be only a few parts of the body are working, but not really. When we see something to eat, what's happening first, our brain gives a signal and then we feel, we, we, start, we, we start to have some appetite. And by using muscles and bone moves, we open our mind, mouth and we put, and use our muscles and bones and we put food into our mouth. And by using our jaw and teeth and tongue and muscles, we chew the food and swallow it. Once we eat something, all of our organs begin to busy work of digesting and processing the food that you consume. Meanwhile, your heart never stops working, right? <laughs> it keeps moving. And all vessels begin working actively 
to have digesting and to distribute all the energy and nutrition to all parts of the body. Likewise, church is made of all different parts of the body of Christ. Look around. None of us look identical. And none of us has same gift. God has intentionally given all different gifts to each one of us. Some folks think that the church is run by the pastor or only a few church leaders. That is not true. Like Paul says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of, sense of smell be? If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. It means that without all of you, church cannot be the church. And we are not the church anymore. So we need you to be the church. And I know some of our church members who want to come to join our worship services in person, but they cannot because they have some health issues and or personal issues. And I want them to know that they are still the parts of this church. And that we know their pains and that we know what they're going through. And then we want them to know that we are praying for them. And brothers and sisters, if you, if you know someone that you haven't seen for a while at here or somewhere, please reach out to them and then let them know you are belong to the church and we miss you and that we love you so that they can feel cared and loved by this community. And sometimes, although we are one body of Christ, we don't know how many other parts are in this community, right? Do you know everybody's name? Oh, why are you guys quiet? <laughs> so, as a church, we have prepared a space for you that is called Hillsdale UMC Fair. It's going to happen next Sunday after church. So that is a place that you can meet all other community members and also small groups and the ministry that exists in the, here at Hillsdale UMC. So please come and join us next Sunday. And also please invite your family and friends and neighbors who are not members of the church but, but who are interested in um, our church. So please invite them so that we can show ourselves who we are and that we can share um, our gifts and what we do with others. So let us pray.
Dear God, we thank you for calling each one of us as your body of Christ. Although we do not see each other every day, we are grateful for all of us who make Hisdale UMC a church. With your spirit, Lord, make us one in you. Help us to love one another and to take care of one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.